Welcome to the Rogues Alliance Actual Play Podcast, where a few friends sit down every two weeks to play some games and record the fun for you, the listeners. Please enjoy as we try out the vehicle combat rules with varying results as we race through the streets of Onderon's capital city. And before we get started, everyone roll me a force die. Two white. (laughs) Two white. One white. I have one white. Two black. Two white. Everyone, please roll me a vigilance check. Two success, two advantage. Two success. Two success, one advantage. A triumph. <laughs> Nothing. One success. Yeah. Triumph may be spent to allow the character to take an extra maneuver during the first round of combat as his keen senses alert him to a situation before it even arises. Uh, alright. You're very open to the world right now in your euphoria. Oh yeah, man, I'm tapping into something that you guys have never seen. <laughs> alright, so arriving on the planet Onderon to deliver a cache of weapons to the burgeoning rebel cell there, your team was caught unaware in the midst of a public assassination of King Jarethal Dendup. Now on the run with a cargo of illegal weapons, you race to escape the clutches of the Empire and figure out what your next move is, all while avoiding a mysterious bounty hunter that seems to be on your trail. So, going around the room, who is playing what? I am your GM today, and I am Jamie. I am Ryan, and I'm playing Jad Lackbrett, the Ace Duros. I'm Jason, and I'm playing Vec Tilma, the Human Demolition Man. I am Alan, and I am playing Gardolo. I am a Corellian Mechanic. I'm Andrew, and I'm playing Javik Ulat, the Duros Mechanic. I'm Brittany, and I'm playing Cass, the Ace Gunner. I'm James. And I'm playing Zero B One, the uh, droid who wants to be a Jedi, kind of like Pinocchio. So you guys are currently on board a Mark II Superhull cargo skiff, picture of which can be found on our Facebook page if you'd like to look that up. It essentially looks like a uh, somewhat small flat boat with little wings off the back. You picture the scene of Jabba's sail barge in Return of the Jedi. It's one of the littler (coughs) ones, although this one is actually smaller than those ones even more. Your cargo is sort of stacked in that main open area, so it's actually in front of you at this point. Jad is actually near the back of it, that's where the controls are, so that's where he is. And everyone else can position themselves as they wish on that. I was picturing, since I kind of gave the guard a, a waving goodbye as we left, uh, I was on the left side, on next to the rail, so that I, as, as he fucking banked the thing out, I was just like, <laughs> Thank you for goodbye! Speaking of that guard, he showed it after you <laughs> in frustration, calling out, and then very quickly he was speaking into his comlink, and you very shortly hear the sounds of uh, approaching speeder bikes, a high-pitched whine as three Imperial speeder bikes cut across a very sharp right-hand turn, chasing after you. There appears to be four of them, sorry, five of them in total, so one in the lead and then sort of two flanking him on either side. They have uh, bucket-like helmets, and then, you know, a typical Stormtrooper-style face, and uh, somewhat lightly armored. Once again, there is a picture on the Facebook if you'd like to look at that. Imperial Combat Drivers. And they're racing after you at this particular point. You were going down, at the moment, a uh, fairly wide Main Street type area, but there's still a fair amount of chaos. Crowds kind of running to and fro. We are still essentially less than an hour away from when that assassination happened. And the last thing that I will point out to you before we get into the very thick of things, actually, is that Gar, as the group is driving and you were a passenger, you do notice the speeders chasing after you. Kind of glancing off to the side, you notice a number of actually derelict and what looks to be abandoned factories. Off to the side, you know, a few streets down, you start thinking of what possibilities those might have, and that 
really bolsters you. And you were taking a plus two to your uh, wound threshold, and everyone else is taking a plus one to their wound threshold, as Gar's industry duty has been triggered for this session. Please note that the penalty of, I think it was strain that went down, the obligation last week, no longer counts. It is a bi-session thing. So would you say that these derelict factories would be light or heavy manufacturing? A number of them could probably be converted to weapons manufacturer, small arms, armors, those kind of things. A number of them are light. One of them you're pretty sure could be retrofitted for vehicle construction or that sort of thing. Okay. I guess in my head, uh, the difference between light industry and heavy industry is things like refineries, like casting, pouring, you know, massive carbon footprint kind of industry versus this is an assembly line with robot arms that stick already made components together. Two of them from the signs are the uh, latter of the two, so light industry. Mm-hmm. One of them looks like it could be big enough that it is a, a refinery type thing, but yeah. as you were careening past it right now and yeah, yeah. shot at... So as you are being shot at, as these Imperial Scout bikers are bearing down on you, giving the distance, they are currently at a long-range distance to you, and uh, we are in a chase scene. So, players, we have three player slots before the first enemy slot is up. The four Stormtroopers that are flanking are a minion group. So the Vigilance we rolled was for initiative? Yep. So since we're in a chase scene, can I spend my advantage for Primo Escape Routes? Yes. Which I'm going to relay to the... Yeah. yeah. When you spot uh, some side alleys that look like the skiff could probably fit. <laughs> Would I be able to use my triumph to find stalls, ve- uh, vehicles parked in certain spots, and so tell him where to drive to make it more difficult to follow us? Yes. Absolutely, yes. Would you like to be a boost die for him or a setback die for them? Uh, set back to the other guys. Yep. Just like I- imagining how many movies there are when there's like freaking fruit stalls just exploding. Oh yeah. <laughs> Does anybody have long range weapons? Nope. None of you have a blaster. I have a hold up blaster. I have a blaster pistol. I have um, a me. <laughs> I couldn't Gar afford a blaster a rifle. Gary's slug thrower, I think, is. What about the crate <laughs> full of illegal weapons? You actually have three crates full of illegal weapons. Well, there, there you go. There, yes. Yes, you do have three crates full of illegal weapons in front of you. Uh, no, my slug-throwing rifle's a medium. Is the crate full of illegal weapons <laughs> sealed in some way? They were described earlier as being mag-sealed by code, by a combination code. Okay. Yeah, and opening those up right now might be a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> might be. Still might not be a bad idea. Do we have a slicer in the group? I have a good, I have a pretty decent computer type. Yeah. <laughs> not the type you were looking for. Touche, sir. So I'm looking at the possible maneuvers for combat in vehicles. Mm-hmm. One of them being boost shields. I was wondering, however, if I could use my mechanics check to maybe boost speed instead. Uh, yeah, I could probably allow since that. that is, since I'm assuming this thing does not have shields. Uh, yes. No, it does not have Okay. <laughs> yes, you are right. So, just to let you know, Ryan, because I did look over the rules before we started, yeah. uh, one thing that you do need to notice is that you have a handling of minus one. Okay. All of your pilot checks will be taking a setback die. Okay. Because it's a cargo skip. Like, this yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. This is not a speed. So, since he's looking to try to do his mechanics to give a boost, does that mean that upon successful mechanics, he nets a zero? Normally speaking, get, gaining a boost head does not wipe out a setback die. I would be willing to let you try and improve the handling, but improving the handling and improving the speed are different things. Mm. So it really depends on what Andrew's character is trying to do. I um, can also improve the speed 
for rounds in equal to cunning. I'm just trying to remember how I do that. Given my history with Jed as well, I would have probably asked him which which he would prefer more. I would <laughs> definitely me. prefer the handling. Yeah. Just to let you know on that, to stick on mechanics for a bit more, mm-hmm. the way that a chase scene is going to work is that Ryan will be rolling a pilot check every round. You will be doing this opposed to these guys. Whoever wins, wins that round of the chase. So if you win, you can increase by one range increment, and then by however many your speed is, so in your case two, if they win, they can increase by one range increment and however many their speed is. They're speeder bikes, they're faster than two. It is very likely that they will be able to catch you guys. Yeah, okay, so yeah, what I can do is, if I make a hard piloting check, I can increase the vehicle's top speed by one for two rounds. Alright, so who's going for our first player slot? I'm going to vote the, as the guy driving, I should probably go last to free up all of the, above the player slots. In general, for this chase scene, does he need to make a pilot check at the beginning of this round? For this first round, at least, we might want everybody set up aiming, have him go last, and then <laughs> when yeah. they close, we can open fire in the next round. Yeah. Well, that's exactly like it seems like, sort of, if it's not crucial to what we're doing, why should the guy that's just focusing on flying do any, or driving do anything before everyone else does, right? Yeah. They're currently in the long-range band. Yeah. Given my short-range weapon, I'll probably just try and do, like, other things. Mine's also short, but I don't have other things I can do, so it's aiming. That's fair. Aiming allows you to make a cult shot, though, so we could do things like shoot at engines. I don't know if this is right or not. I'm actually going to have that opposed check at the start of the round, Okay. and I'm not going to use one of your slots to do it. Okay. Because that just kind of seems wrong to me that you just get to roll pilot checks. Like, yeah. that, that's all you get to do. <laughs> <laughs> that works. All right, so I, you were actually rolling two of these. Okay. So your first one, right? This is going to be against the group of them, so the minion group, uh, and you are actually rolling against three reds and a purple. Okay. Because the way that this works is their skill becomes your difficulty. Oh, and I've got the setback, right? Yes. Yes. Well, I definitely succeed. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I've got five success and five threat. And before I resolve that, I need you to roll a second one. Okay. Uh, this time you're rolling against two reds, two purples, and a black. Dang. That's including the black. That's not including the black you already have. Okay. Two setbacks. All right. So the net is two success, one threat, one despair. Two success, threat, and despair. And that's in, that's counting the despair's uh, failure. Just like that, it was over before it started. We're on little Susie. All right, so you were actually putting distance between you guys on this one. Looking over the rules, I was slightly wrong in that it doesn't increase by your speed. What happens okay. is if you're faster, you get to increase by the difference. If okay. you're not faster, you're only getting the one range band. So you okay. guys are now moving up to an extreme range band, uh, distance. Okay. So that's good for you guys. Yeah. Curious uh, as to what those five threats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, uh, <laughs> that that will do. Some of those fruit carts are actually just like filled propane. Yeah. <laughs> Fruit carts, propane trucks, you know, same difference. Don't worry, we can go right through the team. <laughs> <laughs> There's that wall you didn't really see yeah. coming. Yeah. It's just, it's just that is uh, actually what's going to happen. <laughs> As you are careening down the street, a guy with a, a what looks to be a, not a bantha, but looks like a bantha, is pulling his, himself out off of a side street to turn in because, you know, he's moving along in the orderly fashion that the crowd is supposed to be, and the bantha rears up, and as it does... It sort of does like a paw forward, and one of it smashes down into the side of your skiff, 
and bounces you into the ground. Like, you feel the actual bottom crash in, and uh, you can mark down, Ryan, that you were taking one strain threshold and two of the uh, hull thresholds on there. For the group to know, you only have a strain threshold of three and a hull of five. Through this whole thing, Vec is like bright-eyed like a crazy person from the last explosion, and after that big tink, I just start laughing like (laughs) loud. <laughs> Alright, first player slot is up. Who is doing anything this round other than just Maybe. readying their weapons? I'm gonna move in line so that I'm giving cover to our driver. If Andrew's using the superior mechanics check, yep. then great. If he's not, I will do that. If he is, I will spend my round aiming. Okay. How's your computer check? My computer check? Yeah. I just have the one rank. Okay. How about you do the mechanics? And I'll do the computer check. I'm trying to open one of those crates. Okay. Why do we want to get these crates open? Because they have weapons. They want long range weapons. Yes. They've got three, you, right? You, you All right. So, go. First yes. round, Obi Wan positions himself near the back in front of the driver, <laughs> <laughs> using himself as human slash droid cover. Well, then I guess the next one should be him trying to get the weapons out because that changes what everybody else does. That's going to give me a computer check. I'm going to say it's only going to be an average check for you to slice into that. However, I do feel that you deserve to have two setback die for the chaos of the chase scene and the fact that you just got slammed into the ground. This is fair. Yeah. <laughs> it also might not be helping that I'm pretty much laughing in your face. Get to advantage. To advantage of success? That's okay. Would you be able to use those to find out which crate has the minigun in it? Yes, I will allow that. Alright, you do locate which one has the minigun. It okay. is the one that is just to your left of the three. Third player slot. I guess that's me attempting to repair the ship. I want to assist you on that. While mechanics is intelligence, so I have three int and two a skill. Do you beat either of those? No. Okay, so I'm getting a boost out of you. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, I actually have a toolkit because we discussed this. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so I guess I'm hauling out the toolkit and moving to the uh, side of the damage. What type of difficulty is it? Uh, I'll say it's an average uh, to repair the damage, yeah. And that was three trauma and one strain, right? Yep. Okay, just making sure. So three and two makes it two yellows and a green, and I get a boost for Jason assisting me. Yep. And so average is two purples? Yep. I'm going to give you one setback to after the chaos, but I don't think you deserve to have one to repair the damage. I'm not applying that because I have your head. Actually, I have two levels of your head, so I mean, even if I had was sucking two, I'm still net. Nah, that's not. <laughs> Anybody care if I use it at this point? Okay. No, we got yeah, lots. Go so now I'm rolling three yellow, two purple, and a boost. All right. Three success and two advantage. Yes. You pull out. You actually you're pulling pieces of like loose metal and welding them down and hot wiring wires back together. And it was three and two, right? Yep. So that's three hull points back, and then two system strain points back. Woo! Okay. So we're back to zero. Alright. It could count as having the superior quality for a single section. <laughs> Can I uh, use a, uh, a destiny point to increase the difficulty of one of the bad guy's dice? Yes, you can. Ryan, take back your purple. That roll was two proficiency dice, two ability dice, so two yellow, two green, against three purple, so three difficulty, and then one challenge dice red. Everything netted out to one triumph remaining. Okay, and what are they rolling for? To attack you. Ryan, if I could see your percentile dice, please. I've got a bad idea that I hope goes really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if we start taking damage and uh, dropping fuel, light the fuel on fire and then cap off the hole. <laughs> mm. 
only need to like close the hole for a second so that the flame doesn't come back and into our... Yeah, and they are firing from extreme range, right? Yes, they are. So what's the penalty for doing that? Nothing. Vehicle weapons. Mm. Um, yes, this speeder bike has an extreme range on it. Because we're in personal. Yes. <laughs> That's why it was a four dice difficulty. So what looks to be the leader of this particular speeder bike squad gooses his bike up just a bit further in, centers himself off, you're even a bit impressed by this guy's flying as one of those fruit carts that seems to always litter the roads <laughs> trails its way out. And he managed to just sort of like goose his bike to the side and then back in. And as he does, he lets out a stream of fire and you know, choo -choo -choo, that rake right across the back of your uh, skiff, sparking up. So you were taking, oh, you're screwed, 12 damage. All firing from this shipper vehicle is now going to suffer two setback die until the end of the next turn as you are now in a tailspin of this thing going, <laughs> We can't even fly more than 50 meters off the ground! Good lord. Yeah, you're kind of like up and down and up and down, and everyone's grabbing onto the rails. Thankfully that cargo is mag-sealed onto this thing because it's not flying away right now. See, that's why I didn't want to open it. Can you give me a free maneuver to roll a discipline check to see if I could say yeehaw as this is going on? Yes. <laughs> What's my difficulty? It's going to be a hard difficulty considering what just happened. Okay. So if I have two and two, that's what, two yellows? Yeah. Okay, and hard difficulty is what, three? Mm -hmm. Two success and a threat? You can. You feel kind of sick to your stomach as you do. Polish cinema! Alright, so that is the first enemy turn. So we have two more player slots left. You are still airborne. This is not going to put you guys at a crash standstill. Uh, actually, yeah, it is. So, you guys flail and fly and then slam into the ground, really at a sideways angle, not straight on, like on the, the butt of the ship. So you crash into the side, you guys are all knocked around, then you sort of skid into a fruit stand. Apples and melon fruits falling down, bouncing onto your heads. Yeah, and you guys pull yourselves up. They are still at an extreme range from you guys. They have a speed of three, which means that they can close that in probably a round or two, depending on how they do. I take the next turn and try a mechanics check to ride it and get the engine going again. Sure. Can I assist? Yes. I need to look up what that difficulty means to me. Uh, that said, I could also assist. Okay. With a four and a three. Okay, so you, you'd be a better... I mean, both of your stats are better than mine. But he's already gone, so he can't actually do it. He can't make the roll, so he can't... You can't use both of his. Okay, Jason, this is going to be a hard check for you. Okay, so I've got a three int and a one mechanics. And uh, so your difficulty is two purple and a red. Okay, so with my ink and your mechanics, that's three. And did we say? Our hull trauma has exceeded the threshold, right? Yes. So is it even possible to get this thing going again? Uh, I'm using the same rules as that I would do for a medicine check. Uh, and the reason why I'm doing that is because it just makes sense to me as far as droids go, because repair works for droids. And exceeding wound threshold for a regular character is a hard check. Yeah, okay, right here. Hard mechanics check. The crew can bring the ship back to some semblance of life. The ship reduces its hull trauma to one below the hull trauma threshold, but suffers the following penalties. Speed is reduced to one, maneuverability is reduced to negative three, and all weapon systems are inoperable until fully repaired. Yep. Also, uh, at this point, if you do succeed in getting this going, Anytime that we, they are rolling again on the crypt table, they are rolling at 30 higher than they would otherwise be. Let's get that roll. Yep. Woohoo! So two success, one of which is a triumph, and one threat. Okay. So in that case then, Ryan, reduce the hull trauma to one below the hull threshold. Yes, your handling is now at minus three and not minus one. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. 
speed's reduced to one too, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. And uh, considering I mostly use my mechanics for making explosives, I imagine I'm just like looking around like, ah, that looks like an injector. So if I make that go into that, that'll maybe make a big explosion that will be channeled into and with him just like, I know how cars work. Are you really going to do that? He's like, no, 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 I'll be fine, I'll be fine. Uh, and it is. There's a rather loud like popping crack sound from the inside of the skiff. And then, the, you know, it's like... <laughs> and it starts very ricketingly, like, hovering back up. <laughs> I'm picturing, like, the opposite of the hyperdrive failure sound. Like, the sound just played in reverse. <laughs> also, a Triumph uh, mechanics check could be used for a temporary engine speed boost. Oh, so I'll let you have that up for two. <laughs> Does anybody have mechanics up handy again in a book? Yes. Yep. Because I'm assuming I can do more mechanic stuff to... Get our trauma. Although I'm not entirely sure it'll make much of a difference if we kind of get one um, shot. Let's say yeah, because you go, and I are the last two to go. Yeah, right? I have solid I'm, repairs, no. fine tuning, and gearheads. So I'm pretty much. Yeah, I, okay. can, I can reduce strain and whole trauma. Cool. All we've got right now is whole trauma. So. Okay, then I can do that. We're at four. Solid repairs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we blew out an ion tube there. <laughs> that probably needs to be replaced. At the very least, yes. I suppose or, I really need to get us just get us flying again too. So. Alright, so who's taking this player's lot? You go. I'll go last. I don't have, really have any idea what to do. You know, if you could crack those ion tubes just a little bit and then put a could little I just bit use of my timer turn on the aim? bottom, that makes a great uh, pop later on. Just let, give me one sec, though. Keep that in mind, maybe, if we get in trouble. Oh, yeah, big blue. It's great, man. You can, you can see that for miles. So, if, Ryan, you choose to use your turn to initiate evasive maneuvers, yeah. evasive maneuvers reflects a pilot's efforts to avoid incoming fire, collision, or other calamity. Executing evasive maneuvers upgrades the difficulty dice pool once for all attacks made against the ship until the end of the pilot's next turn. While this made the ship executing the starship maneuver harder to hit, it also makes it harder for the ship executing the starship maneuver to hit anything else. Upgrades difficulty dice pool once for all attacks made by the ship. Jumping back to Brit's turn, considering your background, I might recommend the co-pilot check. Because on a successful check, each success that you earn will downgrade the difficulty of Ryan's next piloting check Ooh, by one. Beautiful. Sounds good. That sounds good to That's, me. Yeah, I was just going to say, the only I say I do have ranks in pilot. Yeah, I hope after this my character gets to have a good sleep. And it's just an average I'm, check? I'm bouncing off of adrenaline. <laughs> this one will be an average check, yep. And no setbacks or anything? Uh, you were taking two setbacks. Two setbacks, that's what I thought. Okay. Now I got two failures and an advantage. Our speed isn't high enough to do evasive maneuvers. Oh, crap, okay. I did the pilot check wrong first time, so yeah. good time for next time. Alright, you don't generate any success, so it does not reduce any of his. Uh, I will let Ryan have a boost after your advantage. So, Ryan, this is, I believe, your turn, actually. Yeah. Oh, I can punch it. Sweet. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the maneuver name. It allows the ship to go immediately to its maximum speed rating from any other speed. Maybe an explosive amount of thrust. <laughs> it does cause one system strain, but really, you know, at the end of the day, that's not... Uh, Probably take that. Yeah, I think... Because you're at zero right now. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so there's no difficulty here. for that. <laughs> so there's no difficulty. It's not a check. It's just it's a separate strain and away we go. So, trucking again. So, you pick up and blast off. Alright, so let's see what these guys do to you. And uh, how many reds are you using? Because I'd like to use uh, Destiny to upgrade one of your difficulties. To upgrade one of my difficulties? Alright. So, do we currently have a critical injury on this vehicle? Yes. Which one? Tailspin. No. Granted, that's only going to last until the end of the next turn. 
The four other speeder troopers are gaining on you as well, alongside their commander, letting loose a hail of blaster fire at you. They do miss, however. Thankfully, it seems that some of those um, bouncing fruits get away, and so there's a, a bit of watermelon explosion going on, but none of you are hit. And we are back up to the top of the initiative, which means we are doing the pilot ejects again. Davik's just cringing. <laughs> I'm going to make this... Normally, it's actually a simple check. So, Ryan, you're rolling against one purple die. Oh, okay. But I'm actually going to upgrade that by one more, so it's going to be an average check. And don't forget you're taking those two setbacks. Average check for him as well. It's actually a downgrade from what I had to roll the last time. Yeah. <laughs> so what this is, it's, it's a competitive check. Mm-hmm. And so these guys are rolling against the same difficulty that Ryan is rolling against. Yes. Whoever has the most successes wins. Okay. okay. So, first one go. Three successes, my net. Three success, one advantage. As you pick up speed, you said you're at two, right? Yep. Okay. All five speeder bikes gain on you, closing the distance to a medium distance as they skirt around various things and close in. They won, tying with you at three success each. However, they had more advantage. Considering the decent vigilance that I got on the, the start of this roll, can I figure out why it is that we are a higher priority than the explosions at the docks? They sent one contingent after you. Okay. It's literally just one patrol. Looking around, what are the other people doing, like the other Imperials? Is everybody but us proceeding orderly? No, not at all. You don't see any other Imperials like on patrols or anything. These are the only guys that seem to be chasing at the moment. Not chasing us, but I mean like dealing with the crowd, because like you said, there's still lots of people on the street and everything, right? Oh, sorry. Yes. Then in that case, yes, you do notice Imperials that seem to be coordinating and doing crowd control. Mm-hmm. Not many, though. Most are still at Yolan Square, where the assassination was. Mm-hmm. But the ones that were at the docks are still there. These guys are only after you because that one guy that you waved to sent them after you. Okay. Last time I think person. It's it's goddamn nice, nice Gar. Uh, so, it makes feel like they are now at medium distance to you guys, and it is a player turn. They're medium distance They're to medium distance to you now. How fast are vehicles compared to people? Because we're, we're, we're currently on to two moving things. Yes. And as long as we maintain some semblance of speed, if you hit the ground, how far back are you left? Oh, I see what you're trying. <laughs> you're trying to get on the speeder bike? Or get them off the speeder bike? <laughs> I'm trying to get them off our trail. Because we've already determined you can jump a fucking range band. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I can close medium without even succeeding by taking a, a second strain and be there. Right. <laughs> what is the first check to land on the speeder? Yeah, yeah, yeah being athletic. And to James's question was, if he screws this up, how far is he out of let's chase? <laughs> it honestly depends on how badly you screw this up. You will be a range band at least. Cool. Does anyone have a problem with me doing this? We need something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, roll. What are you rolling? I'm rolling three yellows and a green. That is going to be up against a purple and two reds. Can I spend to make it a pur- or two purple and one red? Yes, you can. Alternately, is there anything I can do piloting-wise to make this an easier check for him? Like, um, no, he's oh, yeah. trying to flip himself onto his speeding bike. Can I give that sucker a boost? Sure. Suddenly, yeah, suddenly, yeah, like slam the skiff up or something. I'll give him a boost die for it. Yeah, sure. So two boost dies. All right, he gets two. What are you doing now with this? I'm literally going to put my hand on his back and help with a fucking forward thrust. <laughs> Two boost die. <laughs> okay. Hang on, kids! So you're what? Two purple and a red? Because I downgraded one of your Two purple, red. red, three yellow, green, and two blue. 
Okay. So as I see him standing, I'm just going to uh, my hand and be like, Three success, uh, three advantage. Three success and three advantage. Uh, ideally, are you trying to get on their bike or take them off of their bike? Ideally is yes. <laughs> <laughs> of those two options. <laughs> you dive forward and as you do, you like tuck and roll and literally like somersaulting over yourself and then as you come up, the speeder bike goes by and you reach out and grab and it just holds you along. Like it would rip a normal person's arm out. Thankfully you're a droid and... Not a normal person. <laughs> and, and it didn't rip your servos out. Like that, it wouldn't be a possibility. For the advantage, I will say that you were able to actually pull yourself onto the bike. So you now have this trooper behind you being like, what the? Hey! Go, go, get it, Obi! <laughs> Player slot number two. I'm in medium range weapon, so I can start shooting. You guys cool with that? Yeah. Do it. Yeah. And so we still have Paul trauma too? Yes, we do. <laughs> okay. I will take a player do slot we have, to fix that. We have three player slots before they go, right? <laughs> you have okay. this slot and one more after it. Alright, so yeah, let's make sure that at least one of those slots is repairing. You know. Do you want to do that first? Doesn't make a difference. So we'll work really so. Okay. Well, I suppose if he fails, then somebody else can try to do it. Oh, I should have just grabbed you. You should have grabbed him. Jump with <laughs> I suppose that would have gone with my programming, right? <laughs> And I can fly a bike. <laughs> and you can brawl. Um, you can punch somebody. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> can I flip a destiny point to say, bro? <laughs> no. <laughs> can we flip all the destiny points to say that? <laughs> no. I was just kidding. <sighs> okay, so yes, yeah, so you want to do that first? I also don't think I would let you put someone else on a speeder bike without at least a triumph in there. <laughs> yeah. What difficulty am I rolling for repair track? Average. Anybody want to assist him? I actually kind of suck at uh, mechanics. Uh, I mean, I, I can't ex- uh, assist, but I'll just give you a boost at. Well, and I, uh, both of his ability and skill ranks are better than mine, so I, again, and I've already used my boost die to throw a dude. Okay, you get a boost die for me. Boom. A one success, four advantage. You can repair up to one hull trauma and four system strain. Mm-hmm. System strain back from punching it? Yeah. Sweet. That is true. You write that down, right? Player slot number three. Me. Okay, so I have a blaster pistol, which is range light. So that's just a... What's it say for the distance on it? Medium. Okay. What do I roll against? Medium difficulty is, I believe, two. Medium is, yeah, average of two. Two success and three advantage. What's the damage to your gun? Six. What's the crit rating on your gun? Three. First off, who are you shooting at? The minion group or the lead guy? The one that he's not on. So the lead guy. For three advantage... You can either do the normal advantage stuff of, you know, giving someone a boost die, giving someone a setback die, all of that stuff, or you can trigger a critical hit. I think I'll trigger a critical hit. Alright, so I need you to roll a d100. So percentile this. Eight. Slow down. Target can only act during the last allied initiative slot on the next turn. How much damage did you get? So then eight. Now, here's the thing. Speeder bikes are fast, they're nimble, they're excellent for shoot crafts, with one exception. They're flimsy as hell. You shoot back, and uh, it hits one of the stabilizer panels on the front of this craft, sending it off. The thing starts corkscrewing into the side, and just sort of shoots itself off to the right angle. You actually see the pilot throw himself off just as the bike crashes into the wall. Which means, with him out of the race, it's another player turn. Should I be working on the engines, or firing back there? Work on the engines. Alright, so, mechanics check. I don't know about you guys, but I'm having a great time. I've had better. Um, what did you see that? Aside for mechanics? Two? You see that speeder light go? 
<laughs> Four success and a threat. Where are we at in terms of the, the health of the ship? I think this is going to fully heal us. What, whatever you decide, I reduce the additional strain by one because of my talent. So you're paying four health trauma? Yep. Okay, we're down to we're, we're clean. And actually, I'm going to spend that threat to give Gar a strain as you're working overtime, pulling components out, putting them back down. You're tired. You didn't work this hard this year on the ranch, goddammit. Play a slot. I can aim as a maneuver, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm, I want to aim and then fire at the, one of the... It's just a mini group left. I'll assume you're not shooting the one with the droid on the back. The net total there is one advantage. How would you like to spend your advantage? Boost die to the next person? Yeah, I'll take the wheel, and I can turn around and shoot. Yep, I'm good with that. Essentially, I took a couple of shots at one, and I saw him dodge. I was like, he likes to go left. Enemy turn first, because I messed up last time. Okay. And all four are still technically alive. So they're rolling that against you guys right now. Was it the commander that uh, want to use the test? Commander's gone. Oh, okay. Just need to increase the Sure. So that's um, one proficiency dice with a blank, two proficiency dice with a blank, <laughs> one boost die with a blank. <laughs> <laughs> then we've got two failure, and uh, it nets out at one advantage. <laughs> I'm spending his advantage to give you a setback die. No, scratch that. I'll give him a boost die on his next turn. So it is now your go. Well, I'll just grab you. Jesus, take the wheel! <laughs> <laughs> As I turn around and start shooting. Okay, so I've got the two setback, and it's two difficulty. Yeah, don't forget Jason gave you a boost. Oh, yes, thank you. Thanks for taking the wheel, Jesus. (laughs) I definitely hit them. That's for sure. Four success and two threat. So what's your damage at? I do six damage. So six plus four? Yep, so ten damage. So you turn around, fire back, you know, you throw him on the wheel, aim and fire, and it again hits another one of the stabilization panels, but this one actually hits about half a meter back, so it doesn't just hit that panel, but actually it's the whole, like, the whole strut. comes off. And yeah, and this thing flies off, sending it careening around, so it just pivots him to the side, into the second guy, who then, that explosion hits, and the third guy behind them runs into that explosion, and that hits. Three of them are down, the only one left is a droid on his back. Uh, and we should take the first player slot. <laughs> and now we're at the first player slot. <laughs> Don't we still have to do opposing pilot checks for the chase? Yes. So that's going to be a, uh, a simple check this time, Ryan. Yay! I think the that guy is sucking up a setback jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll that. So that's what he's rolling right now. And uh, could you please flip me a destiny point? As I feel this guy needs some chance at surviving this. <laughs> Well, we definitely succeeded again. Do you have any actual success? Yes. Okay, then I already know you win. Okay. I have three success and two threat. So you managed to goose it a bit further. You take a turn down one of the roads that um, Gara pointed out to you, which, as you do, has uh, a cart being pulled that just kind of goes across. And uh, sure enough, your speeder bike slams through that fruit. <laughs> you guys are really dangerous to fruit in this particular chase. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're at the top of the player initiative as you guys are now at long range from each other. Cool. Would it be Brawl to just grab the guy and throw him off? Yes, it would be. Brawl's average difficulty. Okay, which uh, is two. Yep, and I'm going to say that balance and whatnot, that might be a bit tricky, so I'm going to give you one setback back after that. Cut. One success, three advantage. How would you like to spend your advantage as you throw this guy off his bike? I'd like to get control of the bike. <laughs> you do. So this is literally you doing the leg, tuck and roll, tuck and roll, tuck and roll, grab, haul yourself up. What the? 
Throw him off the side. There's a Wilhelm scream in there. Flavor text. He slams into a lamppost. I love lamp. And you then goose the bike to catch up with the um, sputtering cargo skiff. You guys have evaded this Imperial patrol that chased after you in your boisterous escape from the starport. Would we have had time to stop and rearrange who's driving what? Seeing as how we have now have one highly maneuverable device and could actually use piloting skill in one that owns a boat with a hole in it. Pretty much. <laughs> sure. So, you know, you guys take a turn down one of the side alleys. You crisscross through a few uh-huh. of them so that There's my other advantage. <laughs> one to get in this alley, one to find the alleyway where we're, we're changing. Excellent. And now I feel we're like s- I've mechanically gotten my advantage now. <laughs> and now we're smoking in the bandit. <laughs> Pulling into the alleyway, you guys pull off to the side. And um, so which pilot is getting on that bike? I'm going to hop onto the bike. And I'm going to fly the skiff. Right. You getting off the bike? Hello, skipper. All acquisitions are property of Dolo Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> Hey boy, you think you can pilot the bike with the droid on the back? I don't know. Is that a th- like? What's the? Mm-hmm. I don't know the specs of the bike. Yeah, it's a two seater. Okay. Well, it looks like you fellas might be the new weapons delivery platform. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can I try the computer check again now that we're not in imminent danger? Like, uh, open up the, the crate so we can some more weapons. Yeah, you just open it up. Oh, okay. so when I can see a movement of that, just be like, why are we getting these unmaglocked? Well, I figured we could arm ourselves a little bit better than we are, and we just re-block them again. We're giving up on the delivery mission, then? No, but... We might as well use them while yeah. we have them, and then give them back. I assume that if we get them to them, they won't care that they've been slightly used. I don't know, they might. Well, it depends whether or not the Rebel Cell was going to use these for any covert missions. But I suppose any kind of ballistics tracking down the alleyway ruins that, but I guess the situation's changed. Look it up. <laughs> it's a Star Destroyer, is it? Yeah, there's a Star Destroyer yeah. up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, this delivery has sort of gone sideways. Yes, I agree. So, uh, are we saying that we might be able to keep that uh, minigun? She's the boss. We'll see. We keep... oh. okay. Situation has changed. I don't know if situation has changed that much. <laughs> we will see. Let us continue on. So I said, what do we see in these crates? The crates have blaster rifles in them. Standard issue. There's about six per crate. Uh, one of them has two and a minigun. Hang on, do we open all three of them or do we just open one at a time? I would say open one at a time because we don't all need no, six I mean, blaster yeah, rifles. Open one, see what's in it. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Right. Well, in that case then, which one are you opening? Because you do know which one has the minigun in it. I would... Assume we don't need the minigun, so I'll leave that one sealed. Alright, so the crate has, uh, I'm slightly changing my number to eight, so there are eight standard blaster rifles in there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna arm myself with a blaster rifle. Me too. So, strength, we gain power. Well, I guess if we're doing this anyway, then I might as well for the time being. Well, actually, no, wait, I can't do it because it would push me way over my encumbrance, so I'm good. Unless you ditched your. Yep. Which you're not gonna do. Is there any extra blaster packs that I might be able to duct tape together and screw up a little bit and turn into crappy grenades later? Oh, sure. Sweet. I mean, I, I can't imagine I can do this quick. No. Um, Just something for me to do for a project for And yeah, I'll put my blaster pistol in the crate and exchange right. it for the rifle. I mean, at least for now, I'm aiming to use my skullduggery because I'm going to make it as um, an explosive and not a grenade, so I'm not going to throw it. Right. Yeah, okay. So, once you guys have raided your delivery cargo... No. Sounds so bad when you say it like that. This <laughs> is funny about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that, that was Gar's point. 
I'm not going to take one. Well, I mean, at this point in time, it's literally like keeping us alive until we can actually deliver it. Considering yeah, I don't what, see it what are the... yeah, I see, I see this as us becoming a heavily armed group that is no longer going to be able to hide in a crowd. But I mean, like that is a valid concern. Long so, range. like four setback die for any to try and blend in, basically. Would that be like how does that work? I think everyone is currently managing their encumbrance, so I don't think it's going to be that issue. I just mean because encumbrance also uh, suggests how big it is, right? Right. Yeah, I'd be giving a setback die for each blaster rifle slung over shoulder. And I'm not doing any of my tinkering yet, anyway. So I'm just like. Yeah. Packing myself up full of extra packs. Yeah, Ryan, did you take one? I did not. Okay, so that's two setback. Well, I mean, really, though, I mean, that was just my suggestion. We don't have to go with it. I'm with you. And she the boss. Yep. I understand everyone's <laughs> point. I want a bigger gun. Uh-huh. You guys have rearmed yourselves as you see fits. What's your next plan? I need just to refresh. So our initial plan was to just leave it there, and they were going to come pick it up, right? Okay, so we have absolutely no idea where they are. And looking up, there's no easy way off the planet, especially because we don't have a ship right now. Do we have anything equivalent to a cell phone? Do you? Yeah. Hmm? Could I flip a destiny point to get him called? Please say yes. <laughs> Come on. Yes. <laughs> so does it vibrate? Oh my god, Alan! <laughs> no, I always have it set to vibrate. I don't want to miss an important call. Oh. <laughs> just kind of sit up the alleyway and guards are going oh, excuse me <laughs> uh, yes your call link does start to vibrate okay so what does the caller ID say it would be an unknown name unknown number hey hello was that you guys who blew up the spaceport well hello darling <laughs> how are you I'm a bit flabbergasted if I'm being honest it's been a bit of a hectic day was that you guys who blew up the spaceport well I think it was a combination of factors okay can I talk to her? <laughs> I'm sorry. Did, did, did you want to talk to Chaos? Because, beautiful, I wouldn't mind talking to you. Gar, give me the phone. I think she's a lady. <laughs> I'm actually going to ask for a charm check and a hard difficulty. I don't have that skill. And who is surprised? <laughs> so, one fail and one threat. Uh, yes, put me on with Cass. Um, so I'm just going to forward the call to your <laughs> Hi, Kaya. Did you blow up the spaceport? <laughs> yes. But the cargo is safe. We have the cargo with us. We wish to bring it to you. Okay, good. Where can we meet you? <laughs> As she's talking, I'm just going to start like leaning in behind her so I can hear the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> And I just completely ignore it and keep talking. Where, where can we meet you? She uh, gives you directions. Down the street, down the street, down the street. It's an old church. Great. We'll we'll be there as soon as we can. All right. So I'm going to say that uh, even with speeder bikes, it's about a 20-minute trek heading your way through. And I'm actually going to need a group stealth check. So that means stealth, I believe, is agility. So who has the highest agility check? My agility is four. Three. I'll be shocked if anyone has more than four. Four. Okay, who has the highest stealth check? I don't have a stealth check. I don't have a stealth check. Why is it stealth versus skullduggery? Stealth is being silent and quiet, so I guess it depends on how you guys want to go through. If you were trying to avoid being seen, or if you were trying to blend into the crowd. Those are two different things. How do we not be seen in a speeder? Back alleys, waiting for patrols to go by. Okay. 
Panther. I don't think we're going to blend into a crowd, so I think we're trying to not be seen. Then someone is rolling me a four green dice. You're rolling an average check against two difficulty. Don't fuck up. One of those. One, One advantage. advantage. No success. It takes you a while to get there. Uh, in fact, it takes you as the better part of two hours to kind of weave your way very slowly throughout the city. The racer among you with this shiny new speeder bike is probably losing his mind as it's like... <laughs> move up just a little bit and stop and wait and wait and wait and wait and okay go and wait uh, until eventually you do make your way to as described a church it is a steepled building looks to be about three stories high there is a, a stained glass sort of windows some of which are smashed uh, it looks to be in disrepair uh, disregard in fact it looks to be abandoned to the point of almost being condemned and you were given directions that there was a, a garage kind of near the back. And as you turn around the back, there's a bum kind of out there. He's kind of like... <laughs> knocked on the wall behind him, and then the garage door opens. Would it be inappropriate to check for snipers on their roof? Probably not. <laughs> you don't see him. <laughs> That's probably part of the reason it took us so long, is because we were like, oh, wait, are there snipers? Yeah. Okay, we're good. On the uh, the two-hour journey, I'm going to calm down a little bit and change my mind about turning the blaster packs into grenades and bombs and stuff, and I'm going to put all but one of them just back in the crate. <laughs> Speaking of which, what are we doing with the blaster rifles you guys took? I'll put it back. Yeah, I'll put it back. Yeah. So, you guys arrive at the garage, and uh, as you enter in it, I mean, it is dingy and dusty, and there is a broken-down speeder kind of off to the side, and I mean, really broken down. He's a hunk of junk. And the mechanics go! <laughs> Since we're going so slowly and pulling into the garage, I'm going to just embark as I go. Just walk beside her. I'll do the same. You are uh, approached by three rebels, Kaya leaving them, and then kind of two others. None of them are wearing uniforms or anything like that, but they kind of walk up to you. I'm like, huh. I'm like, give a tip of the hat. I'm just like, darling. <laughs> She smiles in spite of herself and kind of nods back and gives a kind of impresses you. You guys are still alive. Yeah, well, these guys are a little crazy, but they always seem to get the job done. Your cargo. One of the rebels behind Kaya kind of smiles and is like, it's part of the job, isn't it? <laughs> so the cargo was unloaded to them. I want to mention the blaster pack that I took. It's like, you need this too? Uh, things got a little bit hectic. I just thought one might have needed it on the way. She's going to use the shark. She's like, you know what? Keep it. Now, there is also a gun in here that is not part of your initial uh, inventory, but we have located it, and they, we thought it could be useful. They need it. As, as one of the crates are cracked open, a uh, rather large and burly rebel kind of has a, a Stallone or Schwarzenegger-style build to him. He kind of glances in, he's like, oh, it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's got a little scratch on it where it got it, there was some metal fatigue. You might want to, uh, you'll treat it right, right? <laughs> he kind of holds it out with one hand. He's like, "Oh, she's a beauty." Yes. <laughs> uh, we we have a lot of experience with that one. Actually, uh, we can say from experience that it can do a lot of damage. And <laughs> I, I nod over to the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, so at this point, Kaya's gonna like, look, we don't have much, but we can give you guys a hot meal, some costs for you to rest on, until we can figure out how to get you off planet. That sounds good. Alright, so um, you said there were like 
broken down speeders and stuff in the warehouse or in the in the garage. Uh, I said that there is one, one extremely broken down speeder. Okay. Is this <laughs> now like my mechanic? Could a mechanics check deem whether or not that's actually fixable? It is fixable the same way that like a hot rod you find in the junkyard is fixable, oh, okay. and like yeah, if you went and bought the parts and. No, I mean, it doesn't look like it's a rebel speeder. It looks like oh, it's no. whoever owned the church yeah. had a speeder at some okay. point. Okay. If anyone has, uh, well, I'll even just give it to you because it's basic knowledge. Uh, one of the things that never fully made sense to me, or that I was thinking about the other day, is that I actually believe that religions in the Star Wars universe are actually probably were fairly prolific. Because you have an all-powerful force that connects and binds everything. And sure, the Jedi call it the force, but other people, I assume, call it other things, right? Yeah. Well, they have the Night Sisters. Yeah, exactly, right? Yep. And so I have a feeling that, like, what we would consider to be, you know, your typical religions often grew out of forced cultures sort of thing. Even if their clergy couldn't touch the stuff at all, they still knew about it. That's still where the mythologies came from and whatnot. Which means that the majority of religions have actually been outlawed alongside the Jedi Orders. The Empire is very secular, with the exception of its own state churches, essentially. Mm. This is essentially a warehouse. There's, like... An area off to the side that has some curtains strung up with some cots, and that's where you're told that you can bunk down, and there's off to the other side, some tables have been set up, and you can see some rations are being put out that you can grab a snack. And then off to another side is where your weapons are being unloaded into a, a caged armory-type area, but this is a, a fairly run-down and ramshackle base. So what's the political situation looking like? Kaya kind of smiles, and where are you going when you're asking this question? How long until the blockade gets lift? Uh, it doesn't look like it's going to. So, like, literally, are you, like, going to sit down in the cot? Are you going to grab a bite? Are you just standing? Well, no, I just leaned over to Kaya and asked her, like, what's the political situation look like? She nods for you to walk with her as she heads over to the, kind of the mess hall area and grabs mm-hmm. a ration and cracks the pack so it starts cooking inside. I am um, there also. I'm going for a cot. I will yeah, I mean, follow her lead. She uh, kind of gives a shrug and she's like, the political situation is horrifyingly confusing and bad right now. With King Jarethel dead, his son, Valen, is next in line. And where is the, the boy prince? Well, that is the problem. No question. Because while he is normally next in line, Imperial reports have been released stating that Valen is the one who orchestrated the assassination of his father. As such, the king's brother, Rakem, has been placed as an interim leader. Goddammit, Scar. Every time. <laughs> okay, I just want to laugh right now, because by my notes for Prince Rakem Dendup, King's brother. Might as well call him Scar. <laughs> <laughs> and where would the King's brother's sympathy lie? With Imperial. Has uh, the Empire secured him, or is he still on planet? Break him? He? He is on planet. He has taken up position as uh, the interim king. I kind of motion to the bombs that he carries around. <laughs> I'm, I'm really tired. I'm going to go take a rest. I'm trying to work off like a little bit jittery still. <laughs> And right now, I've only got one bomb anyway. I've, I've got one grenade. Do we know where I... the true air is right now? Well, boss, what's the situation? A, a data pad is passed to Kaya, and she kind of, you know, looks at it and kind of has a moment of... Prince Valen was taken into custody ten minutes ago. He's scheduled for execution tomorrow morning. After an expedited trial. Sounds like you and a real pickle. What's your call, boss? Well, I don't think we're much good to anything right now. And you know, everybody t- take a rest, grab a bite, and wait for next round of orders. Out of character question: We've only been up and running, like off the ship, for less than two, well, less than three hours now, right? Yeah, about that. Okay. And how safe are the streets? Looking at Kaya again. She's kind of has this like look on her face of kind of glances up to you, 
almost almost didn't hear the question. Uh, keep to the sides. They tend to be okay. Avoid heavily populated... Well, either avoid heavily populated areas or use crowds. They're swarming with Imperials, if I'm being honest. How conspicuous would that speeder bike be, just on its own? Uh, Imperial speeder bike? <laughs> no, I mean, it's sort of... With a not-Imperial person riding it, you mean? Well, I don't know if they're exclusive to the Imperials, you know, like, lots of people drive Crown Vicks. Yeah, if you painted over the Imperial logos, casual inspection probably wouldn't notice if yeah. people were like, hey, nice bike you've got there that looks a whole lot like those cop bikes. <laughs> um... I'm sure if we're in a situation like that, though, we're probably going to be fighting our way out. Yeah. You could also possibly salvage some of the junker to disguise it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Good thinking. Uh, this is out of character, because I don't have good enough mechanics check for this, but uh, can we pull enough parts of it that we can listen in on Imperial radios and figure out where the cops are going by listening to, like, radio, uh, or, like, the police scanner sort of thing? It is equipped with onboard comlinks. Uh, that what may have just backfired on us, guys. <laughs> well, I, I had assumed that the thing has got a freaking tracker on it that the rebels might be used to pulling out. It also has a close-range comlink jammer. So, uh, at this point, Kai has excused herself and is starting to assemble uh, her small team of ragtag rebels. She seems to be rather worried. I'm gonna follow her. She is briefing her team on the news that she's just found out that Valen has been taken prisoner. There's kind of like a shocked murmur amongst her people and there's talk about needing to break the kid out and that, you know, how are they going to do it and, you know, if they can't let the, the heir to the throne die and all that kind of stuff. So I go over to Kai and I say, what can we do? She, uh, kind of sighs in relief from that and, uh, smiles a bit and she says, get your team to rest up. Take it out and then we're going to meet to strategize. Alright. Even what Jason said about the, the speeder bike? Yep. Would I be able to intuit that with my abilities? Are you asking if you can intuit if you can scan through the comm channels or if you can find if there's a tracker? Both. Yes. Okay. <laughs> then I shall do that. Give me a mechanics check. Okay. Uh, average difficulty. Yeah. Can we assume there might be some paint somewhere? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'll paint over the Imperial logos. Just um, two success, three advantage. So for the two success, you do pull out the tracker. Cool. And for the three advantage, you get a basic idea of the patrol schedules as you're kind of listening over the comm okay. before you rip that out, and okay. uh, that'll give you a boost die. Or probably two boost die later down the road. Cool. I will relay that information. <laughs> so once Kaya wanders off, I'm going to turn to Cass and just be like, so boss, are we helping these folks, or are we getting yes, off Yes, sir, planet? we are. Hey, you're the boss. Everybody take an hour. We're meeting back in an hour, and we're going to be part of this team. We're going to try to rescue the kid. Way ahead of you, sir. Ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I check my servers and gyros. You check your servers and what? Gyros. I can be told I've got a gyro off somewhere. <laughs> I can help with that. I go and lie down on my cot and stare at the ceiling for an hour. Alright. Your gyro is fixed up. <laughs> I'm going to wander around and introduce myself to people. Yeah, maybe give them the, the old dolo charm. The base currently has about a dozen people on it. All of them have cots set up in that area, but they're moving on the various points. Mm-hmm. All of them seem completely neophyte. The ones organizing it are the college students who were at the protests and then got pegged like that. The troops that they have are the blue-collar factory workers and people that have been laid off from their jobs or their families have been arrested. None of these people seem to have major military training or 
Yeah. So at the quarter two mark, just before, like before the hour's up, I want to find my way over to Cass's uh, cot. You find your way over to Cass's cot? So I'm just like, mind if I pull up a squat? Sure, why not? That's so fine. Yeah, we can get right down. You are probably a little closer than you're comfortable with. <laughs> so like, slap on the knees, but like, so I've done my best to get friendly with the locals here, and I uh, seem like good boys. Good boys and girls. And kids, really. Kai's friends there, uh, the other organizers, look like they had quite a rambunctious uh, sit-ins in another college protest before the Empire started, so... They, uh... Those non-military tag hippies, they, uh... Boy, the, the wrists look so weak that it might snap like toothpicks. Yeah. I'm not super sure that any of them folks have ever fired a gun. And uh, as much as the burly fellow with the uh, big arms might have appreciated the minigun, I think he did so because of the piston array on it. Because that fellow probably was a steel worker before this whole thing started. Are, are the cots near each other, like, so I can probably hear this? <laughs> oh, yeah, you probably that Just the <laughs> idea that that gun is not going to get treated properly just hurts Vec deep inside. Just, like, I pull my blanket up over my head and try not to think that. Suffer one strain. <laughs> I felt the need to let you know, boss, because whip. The team you brought probably quadrupled the military might that you were working with. Yeah. I was sort of feeling that as well. That's why we're staying. They need us to stay. To die for them. To fight for them. I kind of stagger up and just be like, hope you're right. <laughs> me too, girl. Me too. I'm going to wander over and I'm going to see if I can't, like, Teach a couple of them how to shoot. In fifteen <laughs> minutes. <laughs> more, more accurately, I am interested to know which ones can shoot, so that I'm not near them. You know what I mean? Like I want to know what I'm going to combat with. <laughs> yes. I don't know the aim action. I'm not. I don't know if I'm actually going to be able to offer them anything mechanically, but I do hope that when we get into a combat situation, I know who can and who can't shoot. <laughs> Are you trying to do this before the briefing? As much as possible. I need a average perception check. While this, the hour's going on, I'll see if they need any like failure. You notice a couple that you think might, but it's kind of one of those things where like some of them seem to have the basics of training, but in the short time before the briefing that you have left, you can't get a sense. Okay. You might be able to afterwards, depending on what this point is. Mm-hmm. So at this point, you guys meet up with Kaya, uh, with the large burly fellow, and with one other, uh, a Rodian. Uh, a skinny Rodian very much falls into that college kids mm-hmm. type of view that you were saying. Sorry, is the burly guy human? Yes. Burly guy is human, skinny kid is a Rodian. And Kaya kind of looks at you guys. Table's kind of been set up off the side. The burly guy even shouts at a few of uh, their own troops that are wandering nearby to kind of clear out and give privacy. And Kaya sits down, rubs fingers to the bridge of her nose, says, I have to be honest with you guys. Valen Dendup is... He's important. Knocking boots. Excuse me? How old's the prince? Uh, in in his 20s? Mm. You know him personally? Like, real personal life? (laughs) Sharp! What? (laughs) Flutches red. Well, either we're being briefed properly or we ain't. It's either a relevant tactical detail or we're being lied to. 
No, I'm not sleeping with the prince. Hey. <laughs> uh, Thank you, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> uh, does anyone have knowledge core rolls? No. Negative. Nope. 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 All right. But I didn't. Kaya kind of stops her and they kind of recompose herself. This. Let me explain. During the Clone Wars, Onderon sided with the Separatists, and we did that essentially because our king chose not to take a side, and so he was overthrown, and his usurper sided with the separatists Onderon rebelled against this we received help from the Jedi and we were able to reinstall King Dend up to his throne we're proud people and that lineage is important as much as I hope she kind of looks straight to you for this saving the prince for the prince's life is all well and good he's too important as a figurehead to lose but she kind of glances out at the troops around there. This is a new unit. I don't have them trained well enough. I'm going to take heavy casualties if I try and instigate a jailbreak or a rescue. True victory. Chains are broken. I'm going to need knowledge lore check for all my NPCs. What did, what did you say? In victory, chains are broken. Oh, and, uh, yeah, it's just kind of going kind to of cock his head. Not, maybe not like, but like the Spock raised eyebrow thing. Jad wouldn't know what that was. It's just the noise of the door. Yeah. <laughs> What's her doing? Uh, she's like, exactly. Oh, Han, I wouldn't put too much stock in what the droid says. He makes all kinds of noise. <laughs> Your team has a good reputation. Yes. Really? Well, Jonathan, that's lovely. I'm glad to be hearing that. <laughs> Jad oh, starts snickering. She kind of shrugs. She's like, hey, word of the uh, Vohai operation, the train, got to me just last week, actually. I, I still sort of have my head down, just thinking of the last part of the mission. <laughs> Keep in mind, she said last week, so it would have been as it was being planned that she heard about it, not as it happened. Yeah. <laughs> Time to stop beating around the bush. I need your help saving the prince. And we are in. So she starts going through, and she explains to you that the prince is currently being held in uh, the royal palace prisons, so the jails underneath the royal palace, and is to be put on trial tomorrow morning in a public trial and then executed immediately afterwards following sentencing. Do we have any demolition charges? We can tunnel. No, I don't. <laughs> know anybody in a construction company? Oh, we could find some. Uh, if you could find some proton grenades, they usually use them for excavation, or if they're looking to sort of expand out irrigation ditches, I think I could use those for some tunneling. Would they use them for archaeology? Most of the time, I have heard of people using them in construction. I don't know. I personally use them to clear out areas. She uh, gives a look back to the Rodian. Reba, look into that for me. And the Rodian pulls out a little data pad and starts going in and he's like, Photon. Proton. Sure. <laughs> proton. If you get. That'll be something else. Don't get that. Proton grenades. Sorry. Proton grenade. Boy, I thought you went to college. <laughs> he kind of looks up and he's like, Yes, I did. Don't take notes very well. <laughs> What was your name, sir? Rebo. Rebo? Yes. Thank you, sir. Yes, in fact, he's like, yes, my parents were great fans of a, a jazz band. All right, well, what do we have for resources? Kaya kind of gives a shrug and says, not much. Now, that said, if there are things in mind that you need, we can work at acquiring them. We're fairly good at that, if it's not too extreme. Well, 
When the Jedi reinstalled the old ruler, what'd they do? Because it sounds like there's a back door to the palace somewhere. They saved him during his execution. Do you think that you guys would be able to get your hands on a heavy tripod? And I look over at, at the big guy and I was like, I know that that thing is pretty heavy and it's it's fun to move around, but really it should be fired from a tripod. <laughs> he kind of jerks his hand back in the general direction of the cargo. He's like, yeah, there's one in the crate with it. I didn't put one in there. Yeah, they they did when they restocked it up. <laughs> it's it's like, flashy, but fire it from the tripod. He kind of gets a look and he's like, ah, oh, all right. <laughs> what was yes. Your, what was your name, sir? Brosco, ma'am. Well, if there ain't much of a back door, do you feel like sieging a palace, or you feel like having a firefight in an open execution square? I, I like the idea of using explosives to tunnel in through the sewers. From the sounds of it, the prison was underneath it. And I suppose it ain't like the uh, proper security systems are working right now. I gotta try to pop on the uh, Planetary News Network and see if anything... Because you know how like when 9-11 happened, the cell towers went down for like fucking hours? Yeah. I gotta see if I can actually connect anything. You get one channel, mm-hmm. and it just seems to be a, an Imperial News broadcast talking about how uh, the Empire has swooped in to restore order and to uh, assuage the fears of the good people of Onderon, and that this reign of terror will not continue on their planet. And so it gives you, like, propaganda shots of, like, two AT-AT walkers that are kind of walking down the main street mm-hmm. um, with, you know, speeder bikes going between the legs of troopers. Okay, so I have a thought. If we do manage to rescue him, is it important to keep him on planet, or is it important to get him off planet to safety? Can you keep him safe here, or would he be safer somewhere else? He would be safer somewhere else. Would he still be a rat-nass figurehead for these folks? We'd be losing some momentum in that way, but... Valen's a good speaker. He could speak out against the Empire's actions here, I guess. I get the feeling he'd probably have to do a lot of PRing if uh, they've already tagged him as the uh, the ringleader in his father's death. Kaya gives a shrug, and she's like, maybe, but I have to be honest, I'm pretty sure that that was... That's a setup through and through. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's pretty obvious as well, like to me, but still. What's the chances of getting a hold of some slicing equipment? When do you need it by? For the mission? Doable. Okay. So are we going for the tunneling into the sewers option? I'd say that'd be the best bet, but we need some kind of distraction in another part of the city. No problem. I'm sure there's an Imperial garrison that might fall into the sewer around the same time. <laughs> You can wire the one up on timer or on remote, and we can haul ass to the other side. Because it sounds like you need two different places to be exploding at the exact same time. You ain't going to be able to watch both. <sighs> yeah, um, honestly, most of the time when I rig up something to blow, I happen to stay fairly nearby. I haven't had reason to try to <laughs> rig up something with a long-range remote. So I realize that we are often you the worst kind of Hobson's choice here, but... What's more fun to watch? A garrison sinking into the sewer? Or the Imperial Palace blowing itself out into the shitter? I could rig up the one near the Imperial Garrison to a timer. I'm sure one of these lovely rebel folks wouldn't mind recording it for you. <laughs> From more than one angle. I guarantee it will be on the news. Uh, well, the, the news never get the good shots. <laughs> I, I'm not so sure what with the, the propaganda. I open up the Imperials. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, that might not make the news. 
That's currently on a shot of two smartly dressed Imperial officers <laughs> waving to the people as they disembark their shuttle, coming oh. to help. Does it give a name? Yes, it does, in fact. Can I just point out that the destruction of the, well, partial destruction of the spaceport probably lent a good deal of, of backing for the propaganda that the terrorists were a strong presence and that the Imperials needed to be there. Would maybe destroying more buildings, would that maybe cement that fact? I think that's something for the propagandists to work out. I ain't gonna concern myself with the words that fancy folks use over on the TV. You're worried that by destroying the garrison, they'll bring more Imperial presence down and hurt the people more? Yes. My wonder is maybe if we can, maybe, uh, if we're able to get slicing equipment, maybe I could try and divert power from vital areas. So to answer your question, uh, the name is, it doesn't give a rank, just as Agent. Uh, and then the last name is Vakaren, V-A-K-A-R-E-N. And it makes a note that he is a member of the Imperial Security Bureau. Well, it sounds to me like the explosion should probably happen around this Agent Vakarian, because it seems to me like the over-militarized presence of the Empire has brought the war to Onderon in a way that they weren't expecting, what with them being a peaceful sort. <laughs> and it is only the Imperial presence at the docks, and then the Imperial presence of Agent Vicarian, which promoted the secondary explosions. Vicarian, no Ian. Otherwise, he's Garrus. Instead of a garrison, how would you think about blowing up a nice shiny land of Those can sometimes blow up fairly high. You can make quite the fireworks out of those. Mmm. The type that is hard to ignore. Oh, you should see how the flaming fuel trail can just really light up a night. I, I, I think... I can think I kind of cocks an eyebrow with that one? <laughs> no, no, you haven't seen it. Once you have. Once you have. I think I'd like, I'd like you to show me that. I think that that's... Uh, like watching the propaganda. I, I think that that's our distraction right there. Because there wasn't terrorism until the Empire started bringing down the... Uh, Military industrial complex. <laughs> Garga struggles over the word. <laughs> I'm just sort of looking off wistfully, thinking about blowing up that thing, and I'm just like, you know, if you put the charges in the right place, it disintegrates more than fragments. Kaya. Yes. <laughs> Does this plan sound like it could be feasible to you? Do you think you could help us achieve this? Yeah. Of course, whatever you guys need. Um, we'll do our best to acquire the equipments that you need. That will take us a few hours. It sounds like you're cutting it close if you're trying to get to the Imperial Starport and then to the sewers. Those shuttlecrafts are going to be under guard. Do we know what the um, where the execution's happening and where the if, if he's going to be delivered via a certain route? It'll be on the front steps of the palace. Because oh. we could always use that as a backup. If we don't get to him in time, then we can just... Going guns blazing. If we got you into the shuttle, how the time long would you need to overload those engines? I'd probably need to dump a bunch of fuel out a couple of minutes. I just think... It sounds it, like we might be in a two-team situation there, Cass. You're the boss, though. Well, I'm thinking, if we wait to try to save him during the execution and we miss, we have one shot. If we try to get him beforehand, we can at least have two shots to try to get them. They're suggesting that you guys actually split up into two teams. So one team attack Shuttlecraft as a distraction, one team save Dude. Yes, I think that is probably the best way to go. But 
That being said, if for whatever reason they, we don't get him by the time they get to the execution steps, then we have to just go all in and just try to get him out. Well, any of us are left alive, I suppose. Yep. Wait, boss, so I'm supposed to trust these guys to do some demolition tunneling? No. Well, sounds like you need to be in the tunneling team, and uh, you need to tell me how to make a lamp of shuttle go boom. Well, if these guys can help me get some of those proton grenades, I can help you out a bit. Honestly, though, the last time I saw one of those Lambda crafts blow up, it was due to a malfunction. Well... I can figure it out, I think. I think you just need to make that malfunction happen on cue. Thank you for listening to the Rogues Alliance Actual Play Podcast. For character bios, fan art, and more, check out our wiki page at roguesalliance.wikia.com. Music and sound effects are owned by LucasArts, Lucasfilm, Valve, The Walt Disney Company, or are from the sites freesound.org, freesfx.co.uk, and tabletopaudio.com. Questions and comments can be sent to feedback at roguesalliance.ca. Tune in every two weeks for more of our ongoing adventures as we blow stuff up, learn rules, and generally have a good time.